have ruined a lot of good conversations it, by you being able to just find the answer instead of, you know, using deductive reasoning or talking about like, what do you know about it? What do you know about it? And like collecting information and making a, a decision as a group. Yeah. The internet definitely ruined a lot of good conversations. <laughs> um, and also potentially sparked a lot of bad ones. <laughs> Howdy, and welcome back to another episode of the official Effects Pedal Fan Club podcast. And if you're listening to this, you're already a member. Yeah. What's going on, Vince? Dude, not much. I mean, we were busy. We we had snowstorms and a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of stuff piling up, and so I'm just uh, I'm stoked to be here and happy to see you. I haven't, I haven't seen you for over a week now, which is like the longest we've gone without seeing each other it probably is a good in I a mean, long it, time it's been a, yeah we yeah it's, it's it's crazy we we had a bit of a mishap last week when we had a big snowstorm and the ev didn't perform quite as well in the snowstorm we yeah. just germanium fuzz shut it down kept it in the garage and missed missed a hangout is that right that's yeah. what happened yeah yeah um i'm my brain is like just melted right now it's been going so hard yeah um but yeah it's stoked to be here talking yeah. effects pedals yeah Cause, um, I, mean, I have, I went on a little bit of a, uh, field trip. Effects pedal field trip? I did. While, while you're on your, your travels? Yeah. What, what's the news on that? Um, so the effects pedal field trip, I just got back from shooting a job out in Phoenix, Arizona, had two day scout, you know, tech scout. So sure. uh, tech scout day is kind of, you don't really do much other than go look at a location. You're like, mm, this will work or this won't work. So during that time, I was able to go to a place called Guitar Pickers in Scottsdale, Arizona. Okay. Cool shop. Um, I need to find this guy's Instagram. Conrad. Let me look this up real quick, Vince. Um, I was this like a uh, like a small guitar shop? Did they did they happen to have like a good selection of pedals? Oh, uh, so yep. So what's really cool about this guitar shop is. Everything was pre-owned. Oh, okay. everything was used. Sweet. So they had amps, guitars, basses, and effects. Pretty standard fare, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's just a small little shop, family-run, really cool place. And then there was a a, a gentleman, a kid, young guy, young metalhead, is what his Instagram handle says. <laughs> <laughs> um, Conrad Verlea, Ver, Verlea. Varela, Varela, Conrad Varela, maybe, and super nice guy, great guy behind the counter, was hip to the fan club, um, it was great meeting him. Also, the kid shreds. Yeah. So find him on Instagram. So Conrad Ver- Varela, guitarist. So C O N R A D V A R E L A G U I T A R I S T. The kid is cool, and man, he shreds legit shreds. yeah um the cool thing about it was is he had um one of the customers came in and brought an original clon no way yeah while you were there no oh he had it like two days before like i missed it by two days oh man but it was um he had pictures of it like picture of him with it and like they opened it up and it was all gooped out like it was like <laughs> that's rad i think it maybe maybe the closest i've ever been to a real clon <laughs> um but it was cool right yeah well, that was that's one degree of separation Right. Like, 
And I think if you're one degree to the Klon, you're like basically to the Pope. I don't know where, <laughs> yeah. you know, where you go from it's, there. It's pretty close. You yeah. Know? Cause I think immediately you get to U2 and I think the U2, they like hung out with the Pope at one time. So like you're kind of there, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Or you probably go through mayor or something, but yeah, for sure. Um, but they, um, had a cool collection of used pedals and right away, you know, I'm looking for boxes. I'm looking for boxes. And they had a electro harmonics box, the original slides open. And it was one of the old Russian made black, uh, big muffs. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Not the super crazy expensive ones that have kind of the uh, three dimensional kind of bubble print, but has like the chicken head knobs. Okay. But I mean, still a, a great big muff. Um, yeah. from all I can tell and, uh, all, you know, battery operated, had the original, uh, warranty card and book with the, uh, with the box. I mean, just a cool find. That's a sweet find, right? Super cool. And, um, I'm still, still in PRS SE honeymoon. And so I was never a big fan of like the big muff fuzz with humbuckers, but man, it makes a strat just sing. Oh yeah. So that's rad pretty stoked on that um that was the only actually i did go to a guitar center just to check through the use selection and that was a total bust yeah um i felt bad like taking my crew there they're like why don't we can't can we just go get smoothies why do we gotta go look at effects pedals but um they were impressed by um the one shop cool like oh that's cool so yeah that's sick yeah yeah i um had a trip in vegas that I had to get some work done and was looking for some local shops semi-close to kind of the airport and the strip kind of where we were. Um, and I didn't see any that had a special selection of pedals. Um, I mean, we walked into like a, a custom shop. Now the, the name is... Custom guitar shop? Yeah, so it's a custom guitar shop. They basically, they will take guitars and resell them and um but the majority of what they do is they just build custom guitars for people and they do they had like a crazy selection of just like super weird shaped guitars like some that were like coffin shaped and some that were like almost like a treble clef looking thing like just super wild so like where Prince got his guitar made? Yeah. That kind of place? Yeah. Nice. Something like that. And um, a lot of them were just really cool. And like their main line of guitar looked very similar to um, like the PRS Custom 24 shape. And so it was, um, that was like the main one that they would produce and sell. Um, but it was all like custom. Were they making them there? Mm-hmm. Like that was where the luthier was and mm-hmm. everything? Oh, wow. Yeah. And so it was really cool to like hang out and talk to that guy and like check out that shop but it was i mean they're like hey we have some of our like lesser like we have our lower end guitars that are like 1200 and then like our all our custom ones are like 3500 four grand and i was like oh this is really cool i mean not something i'd uh swoop up and buy while i'm on a work trip (laughs) yeah (laughs) but it was like that was a cool trip um pedals are always easier to bring home oh yeah you know yeah field trip effects pedal field trips are so much easier than guitar safari stuff man yeah i I did find myself purchasing something while i was there on reverb (laughs) just browsing reverb what did we get uh i did text you about this when i got it because i was so pumped on it i couldn't wait but it was the bbe main squeeze and it's really just a compressor that's modeled 
Yeah, after the uh, Orange Squeezer. Yeah, the Dan Armstrong Orange Squeeze. Yep, yeah, yep. Orange Squeeze. Like, yep. Um, and it's the pedal itself. I mean, it's an awesome compressor. It just has a volume and a bias, which is like a s- sustain. Yeah. Kind of thing, um, and it works wonderfully. But what's cool about that pedal is its name was the Main Squeeze when they released it, um, and then they got a season assist or lawsuit from uh, Digitech who had already had a pedal called the main squeeze. And so they had to change the name. Um, and so the pedal I got was like, you got a lawsuit. Era. I got a lawsuit era, uh, compressor? main squeeze compressor. Like it's, uh, it's definitely been played before and it's been on pedal boards. Uh, so it's not in pristine condition by any means, but it works. And Hold on um, a second. Does it have the box? It does not have the box either. Whoa. I wish it like, I wish it would have had the box. Um, that would have been nuts. So I don't, but I thought it was cool enough to be like, I, I saw it and just, it was another one that I didn't really spend any time thinking about, just bought right away. So is it on the board? Is it committed? Yeah, it's on the board right now. It's it's committed oh, on the board. It's committed. Yeah, because uh, it's actually my only compressor for, oh, the, right. for the time being. And because uh, I've tested out a couple compressors and I was like, oh, these are cool. And just uh, never really pulled the trigger on one because. Um, it's one of those pedals like. There's always other pedals to spend money on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but they're so cool. The, yeah. And so this, I was just so pumped on. And uh, I was trying to see, I did a bunch of research to try and figure out how many there were because I know there's not very many at all. Um, oh, of the Lossy there. Yeah. yeah I mean, the they lost, still make the Yeah. Compressor. They still, so they, they make it and it's um, called the Orange Squash is what they changed it to. So the Orange Squash is out there, good compressor pedal. It's the same circuit, just a different name. Um, but yeah, I'm, I was curious how many of the Lawsuit Main Squeeze pedals were out there because there can't be very many. Yeah, I don't, I mean, it seems like once that hit the market, that letter would come out so fast to oh, shut yeah. it down, yeah. right? So like the first production runs, probably all they made. Yeah, I mean, I Googled to see if I could even find any more for sale. And like the one I bought, the previous one that sold on Reverb was like February of 2021. Oh, wow. Like a year ago. <laughs> yeah. was Whoa. the last time that Reverb saw one. And then I checked eBay and they hadn't seen one in close to a year or something like that too. Like it was nuts. Wow. Is it... So what are we at the BBE count on your board now? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, on the board, I think it's only two that are fully committed. Because the... Um, the two-timer and then... The two-timer the and, orange squeeze. and the main squeeze now. Yeah. Or main squeeze. Yeah. Um, oh, because the other one was like the Sonic. Did you get that one fixed? Sonic Maximizer. No. Oh, you're talking about the um, the blacksmith. Yeah, the blacksmith. No, it's it's on the. It's in the. It's separate from all my other pedals in a to be fixed. Gotcha. Pile. Yeah, so, yeah. I just I'm putting that off. Gotcha. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of other cool pedals I saw at that shop that I was like kind of jump about to jump on. Oh. Oh, what do you got? Uh, so I've also been doing this research. So um, planning on, because uh, when I play, if I need to be quiet for any reason, sometimes I'll just, uh, my amp right now has a headphone jack. And that's because it's a bedroom amp. It's kind of part of the reason I got it. But then I'm like, yo, I have a audio interface. What if I plug into my computer, but I want to go through my pedal board and then just use an amp sim. Right, right, right. On yep. my PC, right? And I was like, well, I think I need um, 
drawn a blank, but that piece that would go in between the pedal board and the audio interface. And like the one, the pedals I can think of that do that. Strymon makes the Iridium. Yeah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I think we've talked about that. It's whatever you those... and I have like talked about that before. Cause there's like an amp and cab sim on it. Um, and it's like, I mean, it's a great shout uh, to put at the end of your board as an yeah. interface for, um, your computer. Yeah. Oh, so it's just called a DI box. Oh, okay. So yeah. yeah. Um, and I've, while I was looking at DI boxes, I realized BBE makes a DI box. Really? that has a sonic maximizer built in <laughs> oh yeah and so i was like yo why wouldn't i look into getting one of those and so um i've been kind of browsing those recently um and it looks super dope and everything i've seen on them, actually people tend to like the sonic maximizer with a bass more than a guitar hmm. and there's some people i've been reading they're like yeah i don't like whatever it does to the sound they're like i I don't dig it on my guitar they're like but when i track bass like i can't not use it interesting yeah so yeah i, I definitely liked what it did to my clean tone on the guitar yeah but, i mean oh also there's a new bass in the club right there's a bass yeah we have a new tool for <laughs> testing out pedals and i'm really pumped on it yeah your old squire right you yeah. found it uh, yeah squire p bass that i bought in 2006 um and I think has been sitting at my friend's parents' house since then, because that's like, I bought it, and him and I would play together, and I just bought a bass to kind of jam with him. Um, and then I pretty much started playing drums in a band, and my bass just stayed at his parents' house until last weekend. It's like, yo, do you still have that? He goes, yeah, it's just sitting there. And so now it is with the rest of my axes. So those strings are just getting broken. Out, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a little worried about them because at this point they're almost 15 years old. It's like I should probably change them just on principle. Just on principle, <laughs> yeah. but I think some bass players would be like, "Those are just about right." Yeah, you know? yeah maybe. Um, yeah, some some bass players really love old old strings. So you, there actually might be a higher value of that bass now because <laughs> yeah, the strings because have aged 15, for 15 years. 15, it's like fine wine. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so that's, I think, the news. I mean, there's so much more to catch up on. Um, yeah. But I think we got to get into the heart of the episode, which yeah. is this actually episode's kind of, it's Genesis came from, we were hanging out in the clubhouse, jamming. Um, was it, was it, no, it was, it was, I think we played my Red Llama, the Way Huge Red Llama Limited. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh my God, this pedal cleans up crazy good yeah so that just like we need to know more about this pedal let's take a deep dive into the way huge red llama that's where it came from and vince you have some information on it and you also have my version of the red llama in the camel toe right correct yeah so take us down the take us down the path i mean yeah so we yeah we decided to do the red llama because it's just such an awesome overdrive has tons and tons of history especially in just way huge and george trips itself yeah you've been a big fan of way huge for yeah i mean that might be your favorite yeah oh yeah yeah. i love everything that george trips does and like i really wish the way huge collection had more pedals yeah um but yeah and so i ended up getting hold of the red llama anniversary edition i suppose Um, i guess that's what it is the anniversary edition yeah um because I ended up getting um, the camel toe, which is the you know the rhino and the llama, but it has that high cut yep. um, knob on it, and so I mean I instantly fell in love 
with that pedal as soon as I got it. Cause it's, um, I mean, it's a drive pedal, but it, it's, it seems like it, uh, it comes from a fuzz world because it does have a little bit of breakup and sputteriness to it. Um, and it just, it sounds so cool. And it's, a that's a pedal that, like you said, just when you dial back on the volume a little bit, cleans up beautifully. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's kind of why we decided to do the this, pedal, this right. pedal specifically. And so this, I mean, so this was from our research, we talked about this, George, uh, way huge's first pedal that they released. Um, not George Tripp's first pedal that he ever made. Um, but the one that first one that way huge released and when it released, it just released with a volume and a gain and a gain. Is that what it is on there? Yeah. So it didn't have a, a tone knob and high cut. Yeah. High cut. Yeah. Um, so we're yeah, taking a deep dive, man. Yeah, it's true. Gotta I, I gotta, I gotta call it what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that was like the pedal and, um, it was extremely well known too, because, uh, Tom Petty played this pedal and like, from all accounts I've read is like, that was the Tom Petty sound. Yeah. The, this pedal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because if you look at the history of it, I mean, like you said, it's like a, what'd you say it was like an overdrive that kind of lives in a fuzz world? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I mean this, I don't know when it was originally released, you know? Oh, the original? No, I don't. I the don't, Red Llama? No, like I don't have the late '80s or something. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of maybe. I mean, back in the day, that's that was kind of probably a very groundbreaking pedal. Yeah, you know, definitely. I, I mean, especially at that time. I mean, the internet wasn't a huge thing, or I don't even know. Like, there was no internet. I don't think. There was an internet at <laughs> no. all. But like, the a pedal becoming popular means. I mean. To, for a pedal to gain traction back then, you have to think like that's oh, incredible. I got you. Because um, like people don't look up online like, yo, what's what's on Tom Petty's pedal board? Like you can't watch, <laughs> you can't go watch interviews online and yeah, yeah hear people not, talk about that. Rig rundown. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. And so, um, um, but I believe that's kind of what helped. Um, well, I'm just thinking of it from a space of like trying to find like overdrive back then. And oh, so, you okay. know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there was very limited palette at that point. Oh yeah. And yeah. to have something come along like the red llama. So here's what this, I, I really went down like a pretty, pretty big rabbit hole with the uh, red llama. Right. You know, my, my introduction to it was from you and you had the camel toe. I was like, Oh, the limited edition, they only made a thousand of them. Mm hmm. And I jump on stuff like that. Sure. Just, just feed me it. Just spoon feed me limited edition <laughs> stuff all day long. Yeah. Um, so I picked it up. And then, you know, you and I discovered it was crazy, crazy um, good at cleanup. And so that just kind of sparked this interest in it. So I ended up watching an interview with Anderton's music channel. So the captain and George Tripps. Yep. And so he was talking about his first pedal. You know, everybody thinks it's his pedal. And it's just like you said, his first pedal that he ever did, like kind of built himself was a fuzz face yep. type circuit. Yep. So this um, Red Llama, I think was his take on what was called a tube sound fuzz. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So that was a fuzz made by Craig Anderton. Not 
local music store, but Craig Anderton. Now, I was like, I took a step further. Who is this Craig Anderton character? He is basically the father of boutique guitar effects pedal building. He is, let's just say it that. he. I'm going to say he's the father of it because <laughs> this is so great. He made a book called Electronics Projects for Musicians in 1975. Wow. Right? Yeah. So that was basically how to make guitar pedals. Yeah. And this is a, a time when there was just some fuzzes. Nobody knew circuits or anything. So he wrote this book. Since then, he's written 45 books. You can still get this book on Amazon tomorrow if you want it. <laughs> Same, like next day delivery, no problem, all right. day long. So he, mo- he wrote this book, Electronics Projects for Musicians. And it was inspired, like, he's like, how do I make this relatable to people? So he, he, he read this book at the time called how to keep your VW alive. And he's like, Oh man, they just start from, you knowing nothing. And so that's where he started. That was the template he used for this book. And I think it inspired pedal builders from that point forward. I mean, we wouldn't have this just, you know, renaissance of effect guitar effects. I don't think without Craig Anderton. And so I th- George trips obviously had read this book. And then kind of did his own take on Craig Anderton's, you know, tube sound fuzz. Yeah. That's, if, if that's how the history goes. And I maybe changed rock and roll history. Yeah. Right. How many, yeah. how many songs, if we go back to Tom Petty, how many, <laughs> we, we actually talked about this last, last, um, club meeting before, but wasn't on the podcast, but you're talking about every time you get a new pedal, it inspires a new song. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so think about that, like how that inspired Tom Petty and his catalog and just the heartbreakers and all that music, just this kind of chain of events that happened. I think it's just fascinating. So from there, they had the the original Red Llama, and I don't know why it went out of production. I don't know if it was a scarcity thing um, in manufacturing, but anyways, it did go out of production, which then drove the prices through the roof. Yep. An original Red Llama. I've been trying to find. I've been trying to find that and the Purple Platypus and another one. And they're all like a the thousand. Blue Hippo. Dollars. Blue Hippo. They're all like a thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. No question. I really want one of the original Blue Hippos. Sorry to oh, divert from no. everything. I mean, I've been looking at those forever, trying to find like one that comes it comes up and like goes for a lower price. Do you have <laughs> an alert set for it on Reverb? No. Alerts are the most dangerous thing you could possibly do. I know. That's reverb. that's why I don't have any set up right now. Yeah. Because I, I, you have to look for it, you kind of have to work. But an alert, you wake up in the morning, you're like, add a cart? Yeah. Sold. I don't need to be waking up in the morning and just spending hundreds of dollars every morning. No doubt. Could, <laughs> I, I did. I had an alert set for a while on Analog Man stuff, and I turned that off real quick. I was like, this is not healthy. Yeah. Um, because then you like you sometimes you get it sometimes you don't and then you're just like oh my god that was such a good deal why did I pass up on that so like there's no it's a no win situation <laughs> it's a hundred percent yeah Sorry. so what's the blue hippo blue hippo's a chorus that's the chorus that's yeah. the analog chorus the super analog lush chorus. analog chorus yeah yep. um that's a great shout so yeah the red llama and then um I don't know if they did the red llama the, then they did the limited the anniversary right after the red llama release to celebrate that pedal yeah and that came in the version I have. Yep. And then also came in the camel toe, correct? So the camel toe came out um, a year before they did the the anniversary edition. Okay. Um, and then for the anniversary, they just released 
that version of it with the high cut because when they when they released the camel toe they added the high cut then and so when they decided to re-release the red llama they kept that in the circuit gotcha i think the the high cut edition was because it was too bright or something like i think there was a thoughts that it was too bright and so like you know he's like oh let's just make it a controllable thing so you can do it to taste it, it is a that control is significant it has yeah. a big impact on the circuit it really does i mean it's significant yeah i don't actually I don't know anyways how it works because of the way it's called high cut but when it's in its off position it's pretty bright and then you turn it on and it's well on the on the high cut isn't the um the diagram or whatever you know how um on the volume it starts skinny and gets fat when you go to the right the high cut is reverse so the fat part is on the left and so when you turn the high cut up the um metric actually gets smaller smaller okay so less high i believe so okay (laughs) i don't actually know though like i mean you just turn it and you find out yeah yeah you don't need to understand the, 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 I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. You just twist that knob until you find the sound that you're like, oh, that's it. And then yeah. you don't ever touch it again. Ever touch it again. Yep. <laughs> and then now they have um, the Mark II, Red Llama Mark II. Yeah. And that's in mass distribution. Yep. Yep. And I, again, I have no idea what the circuit differences are or if they're all, I've never played one. I don't know. That's a good question. But I'm pretty stoked on our addition, the the additions that we have, they're cool. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 like I said, the pedal, as soon as I played it, I loved it. Yep. And, uh, as you know, that the camel toe lives on my board. So like the red llama is part of, it's committed to your board. Yeah. It's committed to my board. So like the, and specifically the red llama, because the way that I run it, I was going, I was stacking them, the green rhino into the llama. And then, um, once I added the SD1 to the board, I basically took out the green rhino from the circuit. And so now the llama or the camel toe is in a uh, setting where you play either or. So either the green rhino or the red llama. And so now I just have it on red llama. Like it stays on red llama and I just turn the pedal on and off. Gotcha. It's just a giant red llama pedal for me right now. <laughs> It takes up like three pedal spots on my board, but but it says way huge, real big. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so that's that's what we found out about this pedal, just based on the interest of why it cleans up so well. I mean, a fascinating pedal, um, and it really, if you trace it back far enough, it I think it kind of inspired the world we live in today. Inspired the Effects Pedal Fan Club. Inspired a lot of Tom Petty's music. Yeah, it's just a super cool pedal. Do you have any anything you want to add to the the thoughts on the Red Llama? Um, no, other than if you get an opportunity, you should try it. It's a awesome, awesome overdrive pedal. Um, it is a little fuzzy too. So it's not just distortion or just gain. It's, you know, it kind of lives in that in-between world between like a drive and a fuzz. And it's a a really cool sound. It's a really cool sound. It's not overly saturated. It has a thing to it. Um, Yeah. It's, we've played it both with humbuckers and single coils and it's, yeah. And we've, and we've played it with like pedals in front of it, saturating it, it. And, yep. and we've played it with um, shaping pedals behind it too. Yep. Like we've done, it's awesome. And yep. you should definitely check it out and check out all of Way Huge's pedals because uh, there there hasn't been a Way Huge pedal, Way Huge pedal that I've tried and not liked. 
Um, yeah, I think there's the circuits are just so cool. The graphics, the aesthetics, like George mm-hmm. Trips. I mean, the interviews I've seen with him are, I mean, it seems like a really neat guy. Yeah, very cool. Um, and I, I think we should touch on the idea that where the name Red Llama comes from because oh, Way Huge yes. definitely has some interesting names for him. And uh, the interviews with George Trips, he's always asked about like the names, and um, the Red Llama is one that wasn't like a lot of his are just kind of. Um, well, I think the Red Llama is the one that inspired the color than animal. Yeah, yeah, kind I gotcha. of. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Blue Hippo, like that idea. Purple right? Platypus, because he, yeah. he had a bunch of those, but the Red Llama st- was the first pedal and started kind of that trend that he had for a short time. And it was um, based on Monty Python and the Holy Grail. It was just a reference to the credits in the, the movie. The credits in the movie, because it was directed by. Yeah, I think they uh, just a a bunch of different tra- types of llamas and one of them was um red llamas yeah it was i think the uh credited uh a pack or herd of ecuadorian red llamas or <laughs> yeah. something like that right? yeah and also think about that when you're just you want to get in george's mind you're like oh here's my first pedal i'm gonna name like this is a time of like you know, SD ones and overdrives. And he's like, nah, the red llama, yeah. you know, cause I really love Monty Python. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, good shout, good shout on the naming. So that is our deep dive into the red llama. Um, yeah. you know, get the Mark two. I'm everything's great. If you can find one of the an, uh, anniversary editions or in the camel toe equally cool. Cause you get the high cut. And if you find the other one and it's under like significantly under a thousand dollars please email us <laughs> it'd be really cool to have one so uh any news we need to get to anything that you've seen in the effects pedal world that you're stoked on you want to you're jonesing for something on your board you're missing something i mean I, I kind of like i was really excited earlier and so in the other portion of the, <laughs> the podcast i talked about that the di the di right for the the bbdi that has the sonic maximizer built into it and so i'm interested to kind of try that out when you're going when you're playing the pedal board and then into an amp sim on you know the online or not online but like on my pc on your pc yeah instead like of direct, into right? an, yeah yeah so i'm really interested to like check one of those out and i'm really pumped on that um, which goes counterintuitive Vince you're moving to a bigger house it's going to have a bigger music space that's so true too we're just going to get louder that's true Sheena yeah. doesn't know that but no <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what I saw I would say like I am 1000% stoked on a pedal called the Lizard Queen and it was made I watched the, if, you have, if you haven't seen the most recent JHS pedal show episode watch it because it is pedal affects pedal larpers, so um, Josh and Nick and I only know Danger by Teeny Media Machine or Teeny Media Empire or something like that. They went through this exercise of we got to build a electro harmonics pedal that does like octave and just overdrive with the parts and the the access to basically they they time traveled themselves back put them in a in a place where they only had limited access to like design elements graphic design elements um circuit elements and they built this pedal called the lizard queen i think there's only two of them in the world right now (laughs) oh my god (laughs) which is so cool because they went through this whole like marketing exercise and graphic design exercise 
and the pedal is just rad and you know how i am with octave pedals that if i could if i could get one pedal right now and maybe call it a year like i would wouldn't get a pedal the rest of the year uh-huh. it would be the lizard queen because it's so cool so go back and watch pedal larpers i mean those guys are brilliant so that's what i'm jonesing for right now vince i could get i could get on board how are we doing on time are we close Oh yeah, yeah, we're coming up on time. We're coming up on time. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. There's a big catch-up portion because we haven't seen each other in over a week, and and well, you, yeah, we've been traveling. You got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, and like kind of we talked about this. Like we talk about pedals a lot on the podcast, but when we're not on the podcast, we also just talk about pedals all all day, all day. And uh, like we legit haven't even had a chance to have any sort of conversation other than a few text shot back and forth. So no, I think, I mean, yeah, I've, I've been on the road. You, actually, you've been on the road. I've been on the road. You too. went on the road. You got back. I went on the road. Yeah. And I think I sent you a picture of the opening the, mm-hmm. I think that's the only thing I sent you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ramming and jamming so hard. Um, but I think that's it. We're coming up on time. We are excited that you're listening to the effects pedal fan club podcast. Uh, hit the website, sign up for the newsletter. Always call the fan line. Let us know what's going on. And that's one six zero nine eight hundred fans. Actually, we wrote this on the uh, whiteboard, Vince, just for you. So let's translate that number. Give him the number, Vince. Yeah, yeah. It's one six zero nine eight hundred three two six seven. And you can call that hotline, and you'll hear Justin and I. We'll give you a little pep talk for the message, and then you could just leave a message. And um, yeah, can't wait. I mean, we would love to hear gain stacking ideas. Uh, fresh pedal news. What's your new favorite pedal? Let us know. Actually, we'll put you on the podcast. And um, I think that's it. Yeah. Are we out? We are. All right. Well, until next week, um, go get that pedal. That's right.